Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in July of 2020. And welcome to Episode 7, Brain Breaks While Distance Learning. We got the, the definite news that we're going to start distance learning. At the end of August. At the end of August, as long as the governor says yay. Right. <laughs> Don't want to go too political. That's, that's it. Let's just... We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> and... Uh, <clears throat> So let's reflect back to episode six, time management for students is something that we didn't really talk about. No. One of my challenges last year was assignments and ha- and giving students work to do because they all worked at such a varying pace. Are you talking about in the spring when we were doing our yes. crisis management? Okay. Yeah. It was so difficult. Something that I thought would take them maybe 10 minutes some of them would finish in 10, but a majority of them, it would take them so much so much longer, longer, 30, 40 minutes to complete a task. And I wasn't anticipating that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to gauge how long an activity will take because you're not there mm. watching them work. Yep. And we just had our local slash state summer mini conference. And that's one thing that our keynote speaker, Robert Kaplinsky, said that... He just taught two lessons like the previous week and they took so like three, four, five times as long to accomplish what he thought was going to be accomplished. So his main takeaway from that was you better plan on only getting through one fifth to one third of your curriculum this year. And that's so scary. And so we have to think about the big picture things, right? Right. The big ideas. For each grade level, because we are not going to get through, you know, a whole year's worth of standards this year. One thing I'm really going to look at this year Mm -hmm. on Achieve the Core, they have these... Maps. Right. (laughs) Of the major standards, the major work that is important in that grade level. And I think that we'll really have to pick and choose. And focus on those. And focus on what's most important. Well, I was even thinking when we do multiplication in fifth grade, why can't we pull in some of the geometry for volume or some of the other standards during the multiplication unit? We're going to have to get creative, I think. We are. More creative than teachers already are. (laughs) Even more. So there's even more added pressure of time now. But as teachers, I think we're also really going to have to be careful as to how much we assign and give to our students to do. Less is more. Yes. Has to be our mantra. Right. It has to be. It's not let's give them 22 questions. No. No. It's let's pick one good, good. question mm-hmm. that we get a lot of information from. So looking at tasks that are rich yes. and... Low floor, high ceiling, yes, open-ended. Yes, all of those are going to be crucial to the it, success of, of distance learning. If there's a time to get away from what we used to do when we were growing up, now 
is the time. Right. And that's kind of what scares me of going back to the classroom because the way that they're... You mean physically. Physically, yeah. The way that they're discussing it, it's it's all rows and columns. Oh, my... There's no rugs. There's no small group tables. Right. And I get it because we need to be socially distant. But... It scares me. That's I'm not, not going to Yeah. It's not, not how my classroom is running. It's anymore. not like mine either. And I'm, we're loud. Like we get right. like, <laughs> and that's not good for, for COVID. <laughs> you can't be yelling and screaming. I mean, not that we yell and scream, but you know what I mean? Happy, like we get happy right, yells right, and like discussions. Right. But we won't be able to Passionate. do that. I don't know. You know I don't, justifying answers. How, right. how are we going to do this? I don't know. I don't wow. know. That's why, at least with distance learning, we can still do m- more of those activities, you know, and safely do them safely. But in the classroom, physical mm-hmm. brick and mortar, I don't, I don't. We're not going to be we able can. to do those things. I mean, we've all seen the the pictures and the videos mm-hmm. on Facebook, mm-hmm. right, on our feeds about. Uh, okay, well, a kid, what if what happens when a kid has to go to the bathroom? I. Does everyone in the room have to, like, how do we shift and stay, like... I don't know. The, yeah. So, thankfully, our district at least has enough wherewithal to say we're right. going to start with distance learning. Yeah. Let's get into today's topic about brain breaks, because if, I mean, more than ever, our kids are going to need brain breaks, so am I. I mean... Yes. When we did our <laughs> crisis management in the spring and I was sitting all day... <gasps> We, I don't, you and I don't ever sit no, at our desks. Ever. <laughs> I mean, I use my desk as a dumping ground. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so let's talk about the importance of brain breaks and what kinds of brain breaks we're going to be able to do through the computer. Yes. Perfect. So let's start with the first, um, the importance of brain breaks. I, I mean, just like you said, you know, we need time not only like for us as adults, but kids need that time to just process. Mm -hmm. And move. Yeah. In Eric Jensen's brain-based learning, he says that our goal as teachers is to facilitate student movement at least every 20 minutes. And that gets me wondering how many people actually don't even do that when we're in the classroom. Yeah. I mean. Right? I remember when I was facilitating Kagan cooperative learning and multiple intelligences trainings and I remember saying to the teachers no matter what after 30 minutes that you have to get kids up and moving because the blood either pools in your feet or in your seat meaning your butt you know (laughs) um but 20 minutes for sure and somewhere I read which I don't remember where but after us talking or whatever for eight to ten minutes after those eight to ten minutes you have to give the kids something to do so they can process the information. Whether you do what you do in your class with turn and talks right. or you know, a stop and jot or other processing activities, no matter what, after 20 minutes, we have to get the kids up and moving. And it could be to process the information or it could just be a quick brain break. What are some brain breaks that you love to do in your classroom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I one of my favorite things is breathing. It's so simple, mm-hmm. but it's it's so effective and sometimes it's 
is more for me <laughs> than it is for the kids, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I tell them, I'm like, okay, we, I just need a minute. Let me just in and out. Mm-hmm. And, and just, I think just me modeling that too mm-hmm. for them is really important because then they're seeing that sometimes, you know, you can't control everything. And in a classroom, sometimes things go wrong. And that's kind of a coping skill too. It is. For things. Yeah. Lots of times I'll actually tell the kids, stand up, push in your chairs, put your feet shoulder length apart, bend your knees slightly, and we breathe in through our nose, out through our mouth, and I have them bring up their arms when we're breathing in, and breathe breathe out, bring them down, and we do that five times. And that's usually, you just reminded me, I do that after we do some kind of movement, some kind of super fun, high energy, you know, stretching or some of the dances that I've made up (laughs) over the years that the kids do. We'll do a dance and then I'll say, okay, it's time to refocus. And we do our five breathing exercises. And then I say something like, okay, now let's sit down, get ready to learn or let's continue or something like that. That's, uh, that's my go-to is, is just the breathing Mm -hmm. is let's just take a deep breath and, and refocus. Mine is music. I just remembered that. (laughs) So thanks for that memory. I think the most important part, though, is the takeaway for teachers to know when we're all sitting in front of that computer all day. Because I think our district is going to say, keep your Google Meet on pretty Pretty much much all day. Pretty much, yeah. That we have to get the kids and ourselves up and moving to get the oxygen flowing. Right. And YouTube is a great resource for that. There's so many videos on YouTube that are free. You know, mm-hmm. all you have to do is just search brain break activities and what's the oh go noodle go noodle That's, go but noodle they're on, is great are they too. on um, a lot of them are yeah okay uh, but both of those those are always the ones I I something about a milkshake and a to. pancake or yeah. something right <laughs> and you know go noodle has a lot of relaxing ones too like breathing ones yeah I actually play those before testing. Mm-hmm. Like FSA week, mm-hmm. I always play one in the morning just to like get them to like zen and calm mm-hmm. their nerves. nerves. Yep. We will have to be creative as to ways to get them up and out of their seats. I know some teachers in the in March and April and May, um, they were using like little scavenger hunts oh. to get them up and That's out in their house, yes. in the kids' houses. Yes. Go so, find something red. Yes. Or, yes. or, you know, obviously you don't want to say, go, go get a, a pair of scissors. Right. I'll be running. So <laughs> make sure you think you plan Thank ahead me. as to what, like, go get your favorite book or. There you go. <laughs> or your favorite stuffed animal. Something yes. that is soft so that they're not, you and know. safe. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just freaking out about all of this. I, I hear you. I hear you. And I, I'm trying to wrap my head around how to manage small groups, how to get the kids talking to each other. That's the big one. Yeah. How do we get the kids to talk to each other? Uh, when I figure that out, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I, we'll let you know too. Yeah, yeah. And if you have any good ideas, oh, please yes, let us know. Please, I, I don't because know. Because our district, we're, we have to use Google Meet not zoom right but i did hear that google meet is going to have breakout rooms but how are we going to monitor monitor that i don't know i don't know and i was even trying to figure out like do i keep the same small group for a week or two so that they 
kind of get to know each right, other but, a little bit. But we also know the importance of fluidity, of course. I know. But, like, how you want to establish relationships, too. Right, right. You know, and they won't know each other. At least in my school, they're not they're not moving with the same Together. class that mm-hmm. they had last year. So a lot of those kids will be new to them. Mm-hmm. I think the first week has to focus on community building activities, getting yeah. to know you. Yes, we're going to do some academics, but... We also have to figure out what our expectations are for the kids so we can teach them. Because if we were in the classroom, I mean, we'd be doing modeling, 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 modeling on every little thing that we do. The first thing I say to the kids always is when I gather them on the carpet, which that's not going to happen, I'll say, if you have to go to the bathroom, don't ask, just go. Because they're fifth graders and I don't need to play police with the bathroom and everything oh god that's gonna happen during distance learning too they're gonna be so how how do we do that how do we handle that i don't know well i mean if they have to go they have to go right but i want their cameras on yeah i think i want them muted until they say something right only because i don't want to hear what's going on well they have to have headphones oh gosh because if they don't then it's echoey and we're gonna have to change the name of this um of this episode because I think it's just kind of turning into yes the importance of brain breaks but also how are we going to manage this so so it's it's kind of like <laughs> brain breaks and managing uh, all of everything right Ma- just management in distance learning which is important because this it's reality and it's going to start soon right if people aren't already starting it so if you have started it and you <laughs> Want to share your expertise with us? Tag us on Twitter. Yes, reach out to us. I would love an email at learningthroughmath at gmail.com. And maybe we can do a face-to-face, quote-unquote, you know, Google Meet or something with you to find out your best practices. How, in reality, how are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. And I said to someone on Facebook this morning, because we were talking, she was asking about the new calendar, if it gets approved, and when we're going to get paid, and all of this. And I said, we're all in this boat together. And I said, the waiting boat. We are. We're in this waiting boat. How do we get off the waiting boat? Time. Uh, It's, unfortunately, there's so many unknowns. There's nothing we can really prepare for. And that is so hard for all of us because I know as teachers, we like to (laughs) think ahead and plan and have things organized and ready and answers. But there are no answers right now. Did you see the meme where it says teachers in the summer 2020 and the guy is mowing the lawn and then in the background, the the reality is a tornado, tornado. (laughs) you know? I don't know if we solved anything, but... We've definitely, at least I feel better. At least I got a lot of my worries out about you. I agree. And I think it's it's good to know that, I mean, I hope that those of you that are listening take comfort in the fact that you're not alone you're in not this. Alone. That we're feeling the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And we really have to depend on each other. Yes, that we truly are all in this together. Yeah. We are. I found a great little group, um, well, actually two on, on Facebook. It's the... Uh, it's like teaching neons and the bitmoji craze mm-hmm, group mm-hmm. but it's so nice to see teachers sharing things yes and you know we're sharing ideas and sharing oh their work one of my friends and I sent it to you 
the thing with slides mania yes. with a digital notebook. Yep. So I asked my husband, I was like, how can I use a stylus and and do something real time? And he's like, yeah, that's not going to work because we can't take home our document cameras. And we've seen so many creative teachers. Right. Uh, my friend Chrissy was one of the originals with the soup cans and making her phone into a document camera. So thanks, Chrissy, for all of that love that you spread out on Facebook for all the teachers. So listeners, here's going to be your challenge for this episode. We want to hear your worries because I'm going to tell you, honestly, I do feel a little better getting all of that out. Yeah. And just remember, we're here for you. We're all in this together. Reach out to us at any time. And thank you for listening. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag LearningThroughMath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.